The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. Tonight's broadcast is a very important broadcast. We were supposed to air it last night, but at the last minute we had more information. And it's imperative that you not only listen to this broadcast once, but that you get it in your heart. And basically it's going to be two parts. We're going to be talking about one thing in the beginning that you're going to need to stay with it and listen to it. And then we're going to transition into something very, very important. In Medjugorje, through the years I've been there, and others as well, has experienced seeing people possessed with the devil. And when you see it on Apparition Mountain, across Mountain, or in the church, or in the church grounds, you won't doubt it. It's not the devil. I want you to listen to this next clip of the devil's voice. It is inspired by him. It's very short, so we'll play it twice. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Our world has changed. It's not the same thing it was even a year ago 
five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It has radically changed. Through this 40 years, that lady's been with us. She hasn't been preparing for us without bringing us to the promised land. And what our lady said in the June 25th, 2021 message, she actually said in that message, pray with me for peace and freedom. And then she says, why? Because Satan is strong and by his deceptions wants to lead you away all the more hearts from my motherly heart. But then our lady says something incredible. She says, decide for God so that it may be good for you on the land which God gave you. Has our lady given you some land? Is she talking about us a people? Is she referencing the Israelites after 40 years? They came into the land. It's a no-brainer. That it may be good for you on the land which God gave you. We're coming out of the desert of living the wrong way. But if you know the Bible, when the Israelites went into the promised land, milk and honey, they had to fight. And a lot of them died. So now we're in that period of coming into the promised land that God gave to you, your nations. It's not going to happen without a struggle. So this broadcast is very, very important because the second half is going to be about you have to make a decision. Not a year from now, not six months from now, not one month from now, not a week from now, today. But you listen to this broadcast, listen to it several times, because you have to make decisions so that it may be good for you on the land. And if you don't, I'll go into the points, the consequences. But first, what I want is to give you and put you into a classroom for you to learn a lesson. It's not always fun to be in a classroom, but if you have to learn something, you have to sit to the study. This is going to be about 24-minute lesson that you have to hear before I go into the real segment that I want to talk to you about. Many of you by now know Biden gave a talk yesterday. And even if you listen to it or you haven't, it's important to hear everything he says. So we begin that. I want to talk to you about where we are in the battle against COVID-19, the progress we've made and the work we have left to do. And it starts with understanding this. Even as the Delta variant 19 has COVID-19 has been hitting this country hard, we have the tools to combat the virus. If we can come together as a country and use those tools, if we raise our vaccination rate, protect ourselves and others with masking, expanded testing, and identify people who are infected, we can and we will turn the tide on COVID-19. Many of us are frustrated with the nearly 80 million Americans who are still not vaccinated, even though the vaccine is safe, effective, and free. You might be confused about what is true and what is false about COVID-19. So before I outline the new steps to fight COVID-19 that I'm going to be announcing tonight, let me give you some clear information about where we stand. 
First, we have we've made considerable progress in battling COVID-19. When I became president, about 2 million Americans were fully vaccinated. Today, over 175 million Americans have that protection. Before I took office, we hadn't ordered enough vaccine for every American. Just weeks in office, we did. But while America is much better shape than it was seven months ago when I took office, I need to tell you a second fact. We're in the tough stretch and it could last for a while. Highly contagious Delta variant that I began to warn America about back in July spread late summer like it did in other countries before us. While the vaccines provide strong protection for the vaccinated, we read about and hear about and we see the stories of hospitalized people, people on their deathbeds among the unvaccinated over the past few weeks. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And it's caused by the fact that despite America having unprecedented and successful vaccination program, despite the fact that for almost five months, free vaccines have been available in 80,000 different locations, we still have nearly 80 million Americans who have failed to get the shot. And to make matters worse, there are elected officials actively working to undermine the fight against COVID-19. Instead of encouraging people to get vaccinated and mask up, they're ordering mobile morgues for the unvaccinated dying from COVID in their communities. This is totally unacceptable. Third, if you wonder how all this adds up, here's the math. The vast majority of Americans are doing the right thing. Nearly three quarters of the eligible have gotten at least one shot. But one quarter has not gotten any. That's nearly 80 million Americans not vaccinated. And a country as large as ours, that's 25 percent minority. That 25 percent can cause a lot of damage, and they are. The unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals or overrunning emergency rooms and intensive care units leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or pancreatitis or cancer. And fourth, I want to emphasize that the vaccines provide very strong protection from severe illness from COVID-19. So here's where we stand. The path ahead, even with the Delta variant, is not nearly as bad as last winter. But what makes it incredibly more frustrating is that we have the tools to combat COVID-19 and a distinct minority of Americans, supported by a distinct minority of elected officials, are keeping us from turning the corner. These pandemic politics, as I refer to, are, are, make, are making people sick, causing unvaccinated people to die. We cannot allow these actions to stand in the way of protecting the large majority of Americans who have done their part. I want to get back to life as normal. As your president, I'm announcing tonight a new plan to require more Americans to be vaccinated to combat those blocking public health. My plan also increases testing, protects our economy, and will make our kids safer in schools. It consists of six broad areas of action. First, 
We must increase vaccinations among the unvaccinated with new vaccination requirements. With nearly 80 million eligible Americans who have not gotten vaccinated, many said they were waiting for approval from the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. Well, last month, the FDA granted that approval. So the time for waiting is over. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you, the people you work with, the people you care about, the people you love. My job as president is to protect all Americans. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. Some of the biggest companies are already requiring this. United Airlines, Disney, Tyson's Food, and even Fox News. The bottom line, we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated co-workers. We're going to reduce the spread of COVID-19 by increasing the share of the workforce that is vaccinated in businesses all across America. My plan will extend the vaccination requirements that I previously issued in the healthcare field. Already, I've announced we'll be requiring vaccinations at all nursing home workers who treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid because I have that federal authority. Tonight, I'm using that same authority to expand that to cover those who work in hospitals, home health care facilities, or other medical facilities. A total of 17 million health care workers. If you're seeking care at a health facility, you should be able to know that the people treating you are vaccinated. Simple, straightforward, period. Next, I will sign an executive order that will now require all executive branch federal employees to be vaccinated, all. And I've signed another executive order that will require federal contractors to do the same. If you want to work with the federal government and do business with us, get vaccinated. If you want to do business with the federal government, vaccinate your workforce. And tonight, I'm removing one of the last remaining obstacles that make it difficult for you to get vaccinated. The Department of Labor will require employers with 100 or more workers to give those workers paid time off to get vaccinated. No one should lose pay in order to get vaccinated or take a loved one to get vaccinated. Today, in total, the vaccine requirements in my plan will affect about 100 million Americans, two-thirds of all workers. And for other sectors, I issue this appeal to those of you running large entertainment venues, from sports arenas to concert venues to movie theaters, please require folks to get vaccinated or show a negative test as a condition of entry. And to the nation's family physicians, pediatricians, GPs, general practitioners, you're the most trusted medical voice to your patients. You may be the one person who can get someone to change their mind about being vaccinated. Tonight, I'm asking each of you to reach out to your unvaccinated patients 
over the next two weeks and make a personal appeal to them to get the shot. America needs your personal involvement in this critical effort. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe and convenient. The vaccine is FDA approval. Over 200 million Americans have gotten at least one shot. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And your refusal has cost all of us. So please do the right thing. But just don't take it from me. Listen to the voices of unvaccinated Americans who are lying in hospital beds, taking their final breath, saying, if only I'd gotten vaccinated. If only. It's a tragedy. Please don't let it become yours. The second piece of my plan is continuing to protect the vaccinated. For the vast majority of you who've gotten vaccinated, I understand your anger at those who haven't gotten vaccinated. I understand the anxiety about getting a breakthrough case. But as the science makes clear, if you're fully vaccinated, you're highly protected from severe illness, even if you get COVID-19. In fact, recent data indicates there is only one confirmed positive case per 5,000 fully vaccinated Americans per day. You're as safe as possible. And we're doing everything we can to keep it that way. Keep it that way. Keep you safe. That's where boosters come in. The shots that give you even more protection than after your second shot. Now, I know there's been some confusion about boosters. So let me be clear. Last month, our top government doctors announced an initial plan for booster shots for vaccinated Americans. They believe that the booster is likely to provide the highest level of protection yet. Of course, the decision of which booster shots to give, when to start them, and who will give them will be left completely to the scientists at the FDA and the Centers for Disease Control. But while we wait, we've done our part. We bought enough boosters, enough booster shots, and the distribution system is ready to administer them. As soon as they are authorized, those eligible will be able to get a booster right away in tens of thousands of sites across the, sites across the country for most Americans at your nearby drugstore and for free. The third piece of my plan is keeping, and maybe the most important, is keeping our children safe and our schools open. For any parent, it doesn't matter how low the risk of any illness or accident is when it comes to your child or grandchild. Trust me, I know. So, let me speak to you directly. Let me speak to you directly to help ease some of your worries. It comes down to two separate categories. Children ages 12 and older who are eligible for a vaccine now and children ages 11 and under who are not yet eligible. The safest thing for your child 12 and older is to get them vaccinated. They get vaccinated for a lot of things. That's it. Get them vaccinated. 
As of adults, almost all the serious COVID-19 cases we're seeing among adolescents are in unvaccinated 12 to 17-year-olds, an age group that lags behind in vaccination rates. So parents, please get your teenager vaccinated. What about children under the age of 12 who can't get vaccinated yet? Well, the best way for a parent to protect their child under the age of 12 starts at home. Every parent, every teen sibling, every caregiver around them should be vaccinated. Children have four times higher chance of getting hospitalized if they live in a state with low vaccination rates rather than states with high vaccination rates. Now, if you're a parent of a young child, you're wondering, when will it be when will it be the vaccine available for them? I strongly support independent scientific review for vaccine uses for children under 12. We can't take shortcuts with that scientific work. But I've made it clear I will do everything within my power to support the FDA with any resource it needs to continue to do this as safely and as quickly as possible. And our nation's top doctors are committed to keeping the public at large updated on the process so parents can plan. Now to the schools. We know that if schools follow the science and implement the safety measures like testing, masking, adequate ventilation systems would be provided the money for, social distancing, and vaccinations, then children can be safe from COVID-19 in schools. Today, about 90% of school staffs and teachers are vaccinated. We should get that to 100%. My administration has already acquired teachers at the schools run by the Defense Department because I have the authority as president of the federal system, the Defense Department and the Interior Department to get vaccinated. That's authority I possess. Tonight, I'm announcing that will require all of nearly 300,000 educators in the federal head paid program, Head Start program must be vaccinated as well to protect your youngest our youngest, most precious Americans, and give parents the comfort. And tonight, I'm calling on all governors to require vaccination for all teachers and staff. Some already have done so. We need more to step up. Vaccination requirements in schools are nothing new. They work. They're overwhelmingly supported by educators and their unions. And all school officials trying to do the right thing by our children, I'll always be on your side. Let me be blunt. My plan also takes on elected officials and states that are undermining you in these life-saving actions. Right now, local school officials are trying to keep children safe in a pandemic while their governor picks a fight with them and even threatens their salaries or their jobs. Talk about bullying in schools. If they'll not help, if these governors won't help us beat the pandemic, I'll use my power as president to get them out of the way. The Department of Education has already begun to take legal action against states undermining protection that local school officials have ordered. Any teacher or school official whose pay is withheld for doing the right thing we will have that pay restored by the federal government 100%. I promise you, 
I will have your back. The fourth piece of my plan is increasing testing and masking. From the start, America has failed to do enough COVID-19 testing. In order to better detect and control the Delta variant, I'm taking steps tonight to make testing more available, more affordable, and more convenient. I'll use the Defense Production Act to increase production of rapid tests, including those that you can use at home. While that production is ramping up, my administration has worked with top retailers like Walmart, Amazon, and Kroger's. And tonight, we're announcing that no later than next week, each of these outlets will start to sell at-home rapid test kits at cost for the next three months. This immediate price reduction for at-home test kits for up to 35% reduction. We'll also expand expand free testing at 10,000 pharmacies around the country. And we'll commit, we're committing $2 billion to purchase nearly 300 million rapid tests for distribution to community health centers, food banks, schools, so that every American, no matter their income, can access free and convenient tests. This is important to everyone, particularly for a parent or a child with a child not old enough to be vaccinated. You'll be able to test them at home and test those around them. In addition to testing, we know masking helps stop the spread of COVID-19. That's why when I came into office, I required masks for all federal buildings and on federal lands, on airlines and other modes of transportation. Today, tonight, I'm announcing that the Transportation Safety Administration, the TSA, will double the fines on travelers that refuse to mask. If you break the rules, be prepared to pay. And by the way, show some respect. The anger you see on television toward flight attendants and others doing their job is wrong. It's ugly. The fifth piece of my plan is protecting our economic recovery. We'll be expanding COVID-19 economic injury disaster loan programs. That's a program that's going to allow small businesses to borrow up to $2 million from the current $500,000 to keep going if COVID-19 impacts on their sales. These low-interest long-term loans require no repayment for two years and can use to hire and retain workers, purchase inventory, or even pay down higher-cost debt racked up since the pandemic began. I'll also be taking additional steps to help small businesses stay afloat during the pandemic. Sixth, we're going to continue to improve the care of those who do get COVID-19. In early July, I announced the deployment of surge response teams. These are teams comprised of experts from the Department of Health and Human Services, the CDC, the Defense Department, and the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, to areas in the country that need help to stem the spread of COVID-19. Since then, the federal government has deployed nearly 1,000 staff, including doctors, nurses, paramedics, into 18 states.
Today, I'm announcing that the Defense Department will double the number of military health teams that they'll deploy to help their fellow Americans in hospitals around the country. Additionally, we're increasing the availability of new medicines recommended by real doctors, not conspiracy theorists. The monoclonal antibody treatments have been shown to reduce the risk of hospitalization by up to 70% for unvaccinated people at risk of developing severe disease. We've already distributed 1.4 million courses of these treatments to save lives and reduce the strain on hospitals. Tonight, I'm announcing we will increase the average pace of shipment across the country of free monoclonal antibody treatments by another 50%. Before, we're proud to have donated nearly 140 million vaccines over 90 countries, more than all other countries combined, including Europe, China, and Russia combined. That's American leadership on a global stage. And that's just the beginning. We've also now started to ship another 500 million COVID vaccines, Pfizer vaccines, purchased to donate to 100 lower-income countries in need of vaccines. And I'll be announcing additional steps to help the rest of the world later this month. We have so, we've made so much progress during the past seven months of this pandemic. The recent increases in vaccinations in August already are having an impact in some states where case counts are dropping in recent days. Even so, we remain at a critical moment, a critical time. We have the tools. Now we just have to finish the job with truth, with science, with confidence, and together as one nation. Look, we're the United States of America. There's nothing, not a single thing we're unable to do if we do it together. So let's stay together. God bless you all and all those who continue to serve on the front lines of this pandemic. And may God protect our troops. Get vaccinated. Did you hear that? Get vaccinated. Why would he say it like that? At the beginning of the broadcast, what did it sound like to you? Everything he talked about is what a lady talks about when she says, do not believe lying voices. But let's turn this around. Believe voices of truth. Our lady's not going to tell us, do not believe lying voices if we're not going to have the discernment and the ability to understand when somebody's telling a lie and somebody's telling the truth. Our lady didn't give us any other rules about how we are to recognize lying voices. And that's why I wanted you to hear this clip of Biden. The more you pray, the more you sacrifice, the more you fast, you know and you recognize when you've been lied to. Oh, he's going to help you, all you small business owners. He's going to loan you $2 million with very low interest, and you don't even have to pay a payment for two years. Why is that? It's connected to what 
our second part of this broadcast is the government is going to have their hands around your neck. It's a trap. The devil traps you. He offers something. Eve, this sweet apple, it tastes so good. It's like honey. But then what happens? It sours in your stomach and eats ulcers into you. How are you going to pay back $2 million? And he gets your house. He gets everything. Unless you get marked. Well, what is the mark? You could say, well, the vaccination is not the mark because receiving the vaccination is not about buying and selling. That's in the Bible. You will not be able to buy nor sell unless you have the mark of the beast. Do you know through civilizations, thousand years ago, all the way to Guadalupe, they sacrificed babies. When a lady appeared, she appeared on Tepeyac, on top of that hill, where they went there and threw babies off as a sacrifice. Satan loves to sacrifice babies and have them killed. The vaccinations have aborted babies' stem cells. But, oh, because our bishop says it's decades away and it's remote, it's not a sin anymore. Do you believe that lie? Lying voices is coming from the bishops because they want to compromise, thinking that it's a priority of vaccination is love of neighbor. It's garbage, garbage from lying voices, even if it comes from a bishop's mouth. Satan wants people marked, tainted, with the border's stem cells. Why is it important to Satan for that? The Antichrist, why? Why is it important for an Antichrist for that? Because he loves to attack God's sacredness. And he loves sacrileges. I know some of you may be listening to this who have been vaccinated or encouraged somebody, a loved one, to do that. You did it with not full knowledge. They start fighting for other people to understand what this is really about. Is that a truth or a lie when you hear somebody, the position Biden holds, that we're going to give more vaccinations than all the countries in the world has given? What's the motive on that? What's behind that? Buying and selling. It's a mechanism. His speech, everything he said, was all about this. Your corporation, 100 employees, the whole company can't conduct business with a portion of the employees being fired. So they can't sell the products because they can't make it. We're already experiencing that. We have a supply line on every product, from food to heavy equipment to IT stuff, everything. Is drying up. Just listening to the tones, the way he says the syllables, you can recognize the lion voice. A lady didn't give us a riddle that's so difficult. Is somebody lying or not? She will give you the discernment that, and if you can't listen to this man and what he's saying and how he talks and how he says, whispering like the devil, 
which has inspired him to say it, and it's probably the devil's voice through him, you know he's lying. But what I want to address to the other side, you can recognize truth. God doesn't force. God honors your free will. Even if you're going to murder somebody and you're planning that because you're angry, God doesn't stop that because that individual has free will. On the other side of death is the judgment. In other words, a lady's not going to leave us defenseless of who's lying and who's telling the truth. Let me give you an example. Yelena of Medjugorje is an interlocutionist. After the apparition started, she was praying. They were praying. The whole village was brought to prayer, but Yelena was really praying with another girl named Mediana. Not Mariana, but Mediana. And one day, Yelena, in our prayer, heard Our Lady. She was so happy. She was jumping up and down. She was beside herself. They already had the experience, the cognition of the other six visionaries. So Yelena was elated. One day, she had an interlocution, and her lady was telling her this and that and saying, I want you to do this. And her lady was pressuring her. And the conversation of her lady went on with that, and it started disturbing Yelena. And then our lady got real sweet, started talking to her, honoring her free will. So she learned from Our Lady that it was the devil's voice described as Our Lady. And she said the way she understood it, because it was so close to Our Lady's, but it was forceful. It was demanding. It was pressure. It was a real lesson for her. Did you feel pressure of the people who were running around with the vaccination gun? Did you have to do this? You got to do that. You don't love your neighbor. Just in the last day or so, the chief of staff of Biden said this minority of people, speaking about the unvaccinated, this minority are a bunch of nuts. If the side is saying, oh, you got to get vaccination, and they're talking to you like that, is that of God? Does it sound, you think it's truth? Or you think it's a lie? The whole thing is a lie. In Australia, parents were ordered to drop off their children, teenagers, in a stadium, 24,000 of them. And the parents were not allowed to go in there. They all were vaccinated by force. We know that out of the Center of Disease Control, there's propaganda that comes out. But sometimes truth comes out because so many people work there they release something that goes through the cracks. So the U.S. Center of Disease of Control and Prevention is currently investigating the case of a 13-year-old Michigan boy with no pre-existing health conditions who died in his sleep after getting his second Pfizer shot. But that's not all. So you're just now hearing this. We're going in September. In May... 18 Connecticut teens were reported to have developed heart inflammation after getting the shot, resulting in their hospitalization. Let's go to August 6th. 
This reporting system is called the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which the government provides funds for. Their records indicates on December 14, 2020, and August 6, 2021, a total of 571,831 total adverse events were reported to the Vaccine Adverse Reporting System. Out of that most 600,000 number included 12,871 deaths. Out of that almost 600,000, 51,871 required hospitalization. All this has given you enough of a taste to realize the whole vaccination is riddled with force. Just like Biden giving you a hundred different points of why you have to give the vaccination. If it's really good, it's self-proving. You don't have to sell it with a hundred reasons because whatever is good sells itself. If this little restaurant says, this little restaurant next to another restaurant sells steaks, and they say it's the best in the world, and you go in there and it's rotten, no good, nasty, and the restaurant next door don't even advertise, and theirs is good, you're going to know that the bad restaurant's advertisements was lying because all the other people going to the other restaurant, they have to do some kind of propaganda to get people in the restaurant. It's easy to discern. We would be all lining up if this was good and it worked. The evidence from the CDC shows it itself. I can keep going, talking two more hours about these things, giving you examples, but that's enough. We don't have to force because Our Lady gives you the grace to recognize what you need to do, how to think, and which path you have to take. The purpose that you just heard serves to make you realize that we are going into a system that you cannot buy and you cannot sell. It's happening everywhere. Australia is the first country that's going all out. China has bought out all of the politicians there. The lockdown is incredible. All the cell phones in Australia gets a beep every 15 minutes so that they know where you're supposed to be. And if you're not, you get fined. What does that sound to you about? Total control. Australia right now, we have many listeners there. We're praying for y'all. The lockdowns and what they're doing leads the world, and that's where the rest of the world will go to. This is headed toward that. Before we go to this next segment, I want to read you one more thing. So you got news coming from all directions, but we get news also coming from heaven. Yvonne had an apparition in Medjugorje, as we understand it, September 4th. This is fresh. These are headlines. We always go to Croatian to get exactly translation, but we haven't verified by Croatian, but we know this is pretty close to the translation from what we understand. Our Lady says, Particularly, I invite you all to pray for my intention because I, through your prayers, 
And through you, I can stop Satan's plans that every day take you further and further away from God. They, talking about the people on the earth, put themselves before God and destroy all that is beautiful in the world. How about that message? Obviously, it's in contradiction. Is that message of truth? Or is it lying voices? Now that you've got that message to reinforce what's truth and what's false, what is the plan? I'm going to read to you the 10 stages of genocide. We're at number six. The first is classification. People are divided into, quote, us and them. Number two, symbolization. People are forced to identify themselves. Does that happen? Yes. The first one happened? Yes. Three, discrimination. People begin to face systematic discrimination. Four, dehumanization. People equated with animals, vermin, or diseases. Five, organization. The government creates specific groups to enforce the policies, police, military, etc. And six is where we are, polarization. The government broadcasts propaganda to turn the populace against the group. And if you want to re-listen to Biden, that's exactly what he's doing. You heard him in his speech that the non-vaxxers are so angry. The next phase we'll be going into is seven, preparation. Official action to remove and relocate people. If you're not vaccinated, you're going to be pushed somewhere. I just heard a security guy talking about wherever they tell you to go gather, don't go there because they're putting you together. This was just on a report I heard recently. So seven, official action to remove, relocate people. Number eight, persecution. Beginning of murders, theft of property, trial, and massacres. Nine, extermination. Whole elimination of the group. It is extermination and not murder because the people are not considered human. It's already that way. And number 10, denial. The government denies that it is committing any crime. Does that wake you up? That's what a lady's here for. She wants you to wake up to realize that we are under Antichrist system. And I tell you, I blame all this, every bit of it, down to the tiny drop, is the bishops. The shepherds have abandoned the flock. Biden reinforced his belief in abortions just in the last day or so about the Texas law, and we got silence from the bishops. I'm not going there right now. But I'm telling you what, you bishops, people are getting angry, very angry. Biden is your man. You put him there. 
It's on your shoulders. There's no group in this country, not even the voters of us, could do what you could have done and stopped. And even today, stand up. You know what you need to do is all 350 bishops in the country, or whatever the number is, I think it's the numbers, why don't you have a conference, a press conference? You all fly into one place. Gather one place. Not for what they want to do to kill you, but for you to speak. And one bishop get up there and say, we are recognizing Biden's excommunication. You don't need no investigation for it. It's all on record. You don't need a panel. You don't need to go into a workshop. You don't send him a letter. He knows what the rule is. Pelosi knows it. Roberts knows it. And probably at least another hundred other people. Excommunicate them. Clean out the church. Show that you believe that you're against abortion. As it now is, you're complicit with it. I've got a lot more to say about that. I've got a lot to write to you about your bishops for the future. Your history is not going away. We've got big vaults in our tabernacle. We're documenting everything our lady's done to help the future bishops, the future good shepherds, the brave ones who will stand up for the faith with no scruples or being political or nuance. Now, the second part we're going to is the most important. Now that you've been enlightened what you've heard before and about lying voices and who's not lying, it's necessary to learn that discernment. You can read the Bible. You can do the prayers. You can do different things fast and learn who to listen to. In the Bible, it says pride comes before the fall. All this is for your benefit. Our Lady said, March 18, 1996, accept my message, accept my messages that you may be accepted. Decide. That's the big word. That's what this broadcast today. You got to make a decision. Decide, my children, it is the time of decision. There are decisions on the spiritual realm, your prayer, what you do, but many people don't change the physical side. If a lady is given the philosophy of spiritual life, that's got to manifest into a physical action. And if there's anything her message is about, she wants you to act and do not put it off till tomorrow. Because tomorrow is changing. Yesterday was different, and the day before that was different. And the thermometer is heating up more, and it's going to bust. That's where we are. But each day is not increasing equally the day before. It's quadrupling. I'm amazed how fast things are happening. And it's just like a tornado. If you're at the top of it, the wind is slower. The more it goes down and further down, the more strong it is to do damage. That parallels pride comes before the fall. I want you to hear this clip of a Fox reporter giving an update on the markets. You may say, I don't want to know about the markets. 
You have to hear this to understand what you need to do, even if you're not in the markets. I've been covering the market since 1975. I've seen crashes, I've seen rallies, but I've never seen a stock price surge like the one we're in right now. It is a real stunner. The night Donald Trump was elected in 2016, the Dow was at 18,000. In less than five years, it's almost doubled. That is a rally and a half. Trump cut taxes, got the ball rolling. COVID choked the economy, but Congress spent a couple of trillion dollars. The Fed printed a few trillion more. It was a wall of money that kept on coming and kept on boosting stocks. There's more money still to come, and stocks are still setting record highs. Look, if you're new to the financial world, you may be surprised. The professionals are surprised too. After all, the news background is pretty grim. Your TV screen is littered with images of chaos and suffering in Afghanistan. Your Facebook feed lists the Delta surge, mask and vaccine mandates. That's not exactly positive. Your grocery bill tells you inflation is real, and so does your gas bill. There are plenty of negatives, and yet, and yet, the market goes up. Wall Street doesn't make many headlines, but it really should. We all benefit from the surge in wealth creation. Investing is no longer just for the elites. It's been democratized. I've seen the introduction of IRAs, 401ks, free trading, cryptos, Robinhood. Seems like everyone is getting into the financial action and everyone worries they're going to lose it all. That's part of investing. There's always risk. Let me close with this. The Dow, the S&P and the Nasdaq are all at or very close to record highs. The total value of all stocks is now $47 trillion, and you are a part of that. Risk? How long do you risk it? How long do you go and believe in something that is so full of pride, so much of Matthew 6 about money? Amazon has just announced that their stocks are worth $2.5 trillion. The whole stock market is $47 trillion. That's a huge share. What do they produce? What do they do? You think they're going to continue? Do you really believe that they are worth $2.5 trillion? It's only worth that, not because it's got the assets, because people are making money on it. And when you buy that stock and it goes up, and somebody else sees that, and they want to make money, it's Ponzi. That's all it is. It's not real. And I'm telling you right now that this Bible verse, pride comes before the fall, is a truth. The stock market's are a lie. All the people involved with it are banking the people going to buy your stock, make it go up, and you go buy somebody else's stock to make it go up. Where's the end of that? We are at the end of it. Do you understand that? That's what you have to start looking at now. You say, well, I'm not in the stock markets. It doesn't matter. When I wrote the book, Ain't Gonna Happen, a benefactor in California wrote me a letter. He was very upset with me. We've been friends. He's got several businesses. He said in the letter, the book you wrote ain't going to happen. It's very dangerous. And then he explained why. That you can make people a rush 
or get out of this or get out of that and make things crash. At that time in 2010, silver was nothing and nobody would touch it. No financial advisor would talk about it. And they always told their clients, do not buy silver. I'll lie in voices. So it was about $7.50, $8 at that point. And that book opened the silver market. But the principles he was against is knowing that there could be a crash because of this. He had truth. He wasn't lying. But he knows he was profiting by the lie. And that if I expose the lie and make enough people see that, they're going to pull out of it. That's why he said, quote, this book is dangerous. Well, I'll tell you what, our lady's messages are dangerous. If you don't do what she says, it's going to be dangerous for you. And if you do what it says, it's going to be dangerous for the people who are against our lady. We're in a dangerous moment right now, very volatile. You heard what he said, I've never seen since 1975 the stock markets like this. It's never been like this. Where is the worth? It's like when we go to auctions. We don't go to auctions by equipment unless there's a downturn in the markets. When Corona comes, we went to an auction. We buy equipment for 10 cents on the dollar, literally. Otherwise, I don't buy it. So how does equipment go up and it goes down? It depends on the demand. So you got the cryptocurrency. I think it started out with just pennies. And now it's up to $41,000. They expect it to be $100,000 by the end of this year. So what is crypto? El Salvador just said it's legal tender now. See, they're getting away from the dollar. We had one of our community members go into Walmart, and they said they're not going to be using cash anymore in the self-checkouts. So now you can only play with a debit card or credit. So what does that tell you? They're getting rid of cash. They're going to go something stupid like cryptocurrency, which is nothing. It's electronic digit. Windexy has done the same thing. They want to get rid of the dollar, and that way you have total control, buying and selling. If we keep our faith in the dollar, they don't have total control over it. And the whole scheme of everything happening right now is control. And to control everything, you have to control the exchange for goods and services. The clip talked about how grim things were. Your TV's telling you all the negative stuff. And yet the stock market's going up. How do you interpret that? Things are so going bad, and yet the stock market's making more money. Sounds like, to me, pride comes before the fall. And then he ended up saying, all these people trying to make money, they all believe they're going to lose everything. God blinds people who are prideful. And these people, and what they're doing with the money, and with your money, and your 401ks, your RAs, which he mentioned on that in the clip, is in that system. Guided by their pride, even if you're humble. Even if you're not interested, but they're keeping your money. And that's the decision you have to make right now. They don't have it. The vitality of the markets right now 
is normal. It goes up 41% in value, drops 30%. And they've seen so many times that it's come back with real wealth, but rather speculation that the other guy buying in Washington and the other guy buying in Texas that they're going to buy. The whole thing's manipulated by the devil and by people who are scrupulous. And you're entrusting your retirements in that? Reason that out. I want to tell you right now what you have to do. You have to get your retirements and your IRAs, all your money, everything out. This next clip was very prevalent several decades ago. And many of you older people will recognize it. My broker says, in the long run, that kind of investment could be a good idea. What's your broker say? Well, my broker is E.F. Hutton. And E.F. Hutton says... When E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. This commercial is so popular, you heard people telling each other, if E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens. On the commercial, everybody went silent, and they all looked at this guy. Well, he was going to say about Hutton. My friend, our benefactor in California, he was listening to what I said in my voice because he knew a lot of people listened to it because I was doing a negative thing of what investments and why you have to change your investments. He knew it was dangerous. By the nature of his said, don't put this book out. So we're going to play another clip of somebody who's a billionaire who says something that even when he says it, his wealth decreases. But he's blunt, and he stays out of the stock market. The same clip who talked about the stock market is doing an interview with this billionaire. We're going to open up the Wall Street in about nine minutes. We're opening up at or very close to all-time record highs. The Dow industrials right. have doubled since you were elected president in November of 2016. Yeah. Are you fully invested in the market? No, I'm not. Uh, I really am not too much. I was never a big stock market person, but... Do you ever dabble in Bitcoin or cryptos? I don't. I like the currency of the United States. I think it's, you know, I think the others are potentially a disaster waiting to happen. So you heard Trump says he's not in stock markets. In fact, he's never watched the stock markets. I've read about that and how, what he thought about it because he knows the speculation. He likes the foundation, pour the cement, build a skyscraper, and sell the condos. That's real money. That's real wealth. Crypto is nothing. And he knows that. And he said, I don't like it. But just by him saying that, crypto and the stock markets, his worth goes down. See, this guy, he's like E.F. Hutton. If when he talks and he says that, you better pay attention to it. We got another clip of Trump being interviewed, and that's what he says about where we're heading. When this man, this billionaire, this guy, this smart guy had worked in and his success financially, and he says something, everybody should be listening. We've got to open up. We've got to open up our country. Our country is uh, artificially 
induced, if you look at the money that's being poured into our country through different things, including the Fed, including deals that are being made in Congress where they have a majority, so they're able to pass things like that fake infrastructure deal where it's 11 percent infrastructure. And even that's not real infrastructure, a lot of it. Uh, And you go 1.2 trillion, now they want 3.5 trillion. And someday that whole act is going to come to a very bad crashing end. It's very bad. This interview was done just 10 days or so ago. Just like E.F. Hutton, when Trump says that we're headed to something bad, we're headed to a crash, you better take it to the bank if you want to lose your money. If you want to take it to your IRA and lose it, keep it there. If you want to take it into your 401ks, keep it there and you're going to lose it. Because it's in the stock markets, it's in the investments of these people, and Trump won't touch it. What are you going to do? The claws of the devil is now on many people's necks. Control is the goal. Get rid of cash, and then your money is electronic. It doesn't exist. The next clip is an interview that I did last week of a guy I know that I had been advising him in regards to his retirement. In regards to getting rid of your retirement, don't think it's just easy once you make the decision to do that. We have somebody that we're going to interview real quick telling his story. And I actually had talked to him about his 401k to cash it in. And I'm going to let him tell his story right now about what he had to go through and how difficult it was and how they tried to block it to happen. So tell your story. Well, it's really, it's kind of a bizarre one, but I left my employment with a company I'd been with for almost 15 years. And I got looking at the 401k and the balance and where I was at on everything. I got where I wanted to start making some other choices, maybe financially. And, well, wasn't really sure what I was going to do at the time. But, well, I'd had a long, in-depth conversation with a friend of Medjugorje, and, and we were discussing several options with my finances and, and referring to getting my 401k and he kept warning me that I need to go ahead and get this out. I need to, I need to get, get it out of there. And it got me to thinking, so I thought, well, maybe I should check into this. And I realized that when I tried to get my money out, they were doing everything they could in their power to try to keep me from getting my money. And, you know, and it kind of turned into a, a real negative quick because I realized that no matter what, if I set up, they set down. You know, if I set in, they set out. So upon further research, I realized that no matter what I did, they just did not want me to to get my money. And the more I tried, the more they tried to just shut me down. And finally, they they got to the point where they weren't even taking my calls. And as my friend mentioned, we uh, we discussed it, and he said, "Well, you can't you can't just sit back and let them do that. You've got to go in there and demand your money and demand that you want it out." And so I tried that, and they wanted to play hardball a little bit at first. Well, later, a friend of Medjugorje said, well, you may have to just threaten them with a lawyer. Tell them, you know, you, you'll take legal action or whatever to get your money out. So ends up, that's what I had to do. And upon 
threaten them with a lawyer is is the only way I got any response, and then they still kept avoiding me. So it was a two- to three-week process. ended up taking almost four months to actually put it to bed and be done with it. So don't think that your 401K is your money. They take it as their money, and they'll do everything to stall it, stop it, because they know that they don't even have the money. They have to round the money back up. They've got investments or whatever they're going to do, and it's very dangerous. Your retirement money is in jeopardy, in danger. It's not going to be there. So when you finally got that back, once I finally got it over with, I, I decided to, I looked into gold and I looked into silver and all, and I finally decided that silver would be my best investment. And just knowing now what I've been through and going through, just the peace of mind you have from having something that you can actually touch with your hands physically is you have a way more secure feeling of, about your investments. When, you know, after the second time I spoke with this lady at the 401k, it was obvious to me that they didn't have my money. They were going to do anything they could in court, you know, including offering other investment. She went all the way up and down the scale, and that's when I decided, you know, it's just like you said, it's time to get it out of there, and it was. You feel like it was a con? Yeah, I do. I paid a big penalty to get it, and, I mean, it was a big loss on something I paid for 15 years. But now, even even with the loss that I took with the penalties— I still feel better knowing that I have silver that I can actually touch with my hand. We've heard horror stories taking months for them to get their money, even if they get it. The money's not there. They have to scramble and put it together. That's why it takes so long. Plus, they want to discourage you. And I know, I remember you telling me that they wanted, do you want to invest in something else? Mm-hmm. They do not want to let up the money that they see as theirs. And they hate it when people come to do that. They were interested in everything except for writing me a check for my money. That's, they, they did not want to do that. It was obvious. Everything you've heard to now is for this point. I'm doing this broadcast. You will lose your retirement if you don't do something. You're going to lose your IRAs or your investments. It's time to back out of a system that has to have you to control everything that surrounds you, your state, your country, your world. It's in front of you. Those who have been following for years, all the writings, a witness, or if you're just new, if you don't act, you are going to lose it. Not two years from now. It's going down every day so fast. The vitality of things going more and more wealth and then dropping is going to go one day and one second gone. All your retirement. Forget the penalty for getting out. Forget the taxes you have to pay. Get what you can get and put it in the only thing that they can't control. And if they take that, everything's over anyway, which is silver, which be a means of exchange. This man who I was advising, I told him, you better get your attorney right now. Four months before he got his money. You don't have four months. If you do, great. But I don't believe we do. Do you? If the weather forecast man said, you're in this path, a tornado's coming, you better act. This is coming, 
It's going to take everything you have and shred it to pieces. It is going to go away. Our Lady said it. If it's not glorifying God, it won't last. The only way you can do it is where you're going into the future, which is a corona vision. I want to be as strong as I ever have that you can do something now. And actually, you may have to get an attorney to do it immediately. Don't wait two weeks. Don't wait three weeks. Don't excuse us. Say, I want it now. You demand what you have, and you transfer it to silver. But not all of it. There's something else more important. Our supply chains is disappearing right before our eyes. There's a report out today, the shortages of cars. Why? Because China controls all the computer boards. They don't have the chips to make things run. They can't even deliver the demand for the cars, which means also the ones that are there are inflated. If you don't make this decision to get out of it, you're going to regret it. Don't think, oh, well, i got to make more money out of it. No, it's not about making more money. It's about preservation of what wealth you have. So after you pay a penalty, after you pay tax, gladly do that. You heard this man said, he told me later, I start sleeping good because now I got it in my hands. It brings peace. You're out of the system. What if they raid your house? Well, we're over anyway. You have to take enough of that retirement and build you a pantry. And you need at least two years, three years, which is 36 months of your food supply, of all your needs. You know, we're not talking about a prepper. We're talking about a change of way life. If you're going to prepper and you just go stock things up, when you run out, you're going to starve. You need the cushion of 24 to 36 months minimum to have your garden, to have your land, take the rest of your silver and go a little homestead. You can make it on a quarter of an acre. There's materials about how to make root cellars, what you do, how you preserve it. Which would you rather have than a crash? I used to have $300,000 or $600,000 in my IRA, and it's gone. Or would you rather have $600,000 of land or silver, and part of that cash instead of silver is your consumables, non-consumables? I'm talking to you very seriously. Get your money out. If you can't buy land, you put it into what's valued, which is the miraculous measure go around. That's why we did it, to help you. If there's ever a moment to do it, this is it. You heard what Biden says. You see the controls. There's a book called The Lost Ways. The site is from askaprepper.com. And he's only one book. We're going to write an article about this broadcast And we'll make a list of a lot of books that we've got. You need to have a library of all these things in your house of how to do things when we began losing 40 years ago. One of the clips of the interviewer said, 40 years, the stock market has been growing. Biden even said something in his speech, we didn't have that, about 40 years. So that's 1981 to 2021. That's a message for us in of itself. You need to get your patch of dirt. 
You're going to hear real briefly about Century Silver. We've taken more calls in the last two months only about retirement accounts, 401ks, IRAs, than we have taken in the past four and a half years. The phone is ringing off the hook with people wanting to discuss how to cash out or options for their retirement accounts. One lady called. She's brand new to Century Silver Exchange. She said, we're sending a wire for $10,000. She called a couple days later and said, I'm sending a little bit more than that. Turned out that her wire was $300,000. She's sending half to her kids and half to herself. There's a lot of people who are making a strategy. They've got a plan to take a big amount out of their retirement account right now and then a big amount on the first week in January of next year with a strategy to try to avoid as much taxes as possible. Do we have that long? You know, we don't know. Is it smarter to take it out right now? Instead of waiting, we're not exactly sure, but we do know a friend of Medjugorje says that this is the moment to act. And you really don't want to be in a position of trying to squeeze through an exit door when there's a fire and everybody else is trying to get out at the same time. Y'all know the analogy. When a lot of people start trying to cash out their retirement accounts really fast, you're going to get blocked. You're going to get delayed. Just take the example that's been discussed already in the broadcast. We encourage anyone who has retirement funds that are locked up right now and thinking about getting them out, give us a call to discuss the options, the possibilities, things like that, because time may be short and it may take you a really, really long time to get access to those funds. Our phone number is 877-936-7686. That's 877-936-7686. Share a copy of this broadcast with as many people as possible. We're going to be sending you for free a physical CD of this broadcast as soon as we can get them into production. Your ultimate goal is a Greenway life. If you don't like that idea, you don't want to do that, it doesn't matter. It's going to be imposed on you through the sweat of your brow or the joy of your heart that you do now. You have to act. There is no more time. Work makes people happy. Used to, everybody looked to the older people for wisdom. And they knew everything and how to do everything. That wisdom is gone. Used to being raised with electronics, they wouldn't even be able to keep themselves alive. We have to go back to the wisdom that you can't buy love but you can buy dirt. A few days before he turned 80, he was sitting out back in a rocker. He said, what you been up to lately? I told him chasing a dollar, and in between sips of coffee, he poured this wisdom out. Said, if you want my two cents on making a dollar count, buy dirt, find the one you can't live without. Get a ring, let your knee hit the ground Do what you love, but call it work and Throw a little money in the plate at church Send your prayers up and your roots down deep Add a few limbs to your family tree And watch their pencil marks in the grass in the yard all grow up Cause the truth about it is It all goes by real quick You can't buy happiness But you can buy dirt Let me 
tell you what it's all about Find you a few things that matter That you can put a fence around And then he laid it out Bye, girl Find the one you can't live without Get a ring, let your knee hit the ground Do what you love, but call it work And throw a little money in the plate at church Send your prayers up and your roots down deep And add a few limbs to your family tree And watch their pencil marks in the grass in the yard All grow up Cause the truth about it is It all goes by real quick You can't buy happiness But you can buy dirt You can buy dirt He ain't making any more of it So buy dirt Find the one you can't live without Get a ring, let your knee hit the ground Do what you love, but call it work And throw a little money in the plate at church Send your prayers up and your roots down deep Add a few limbs to your family tree Watch their pencil marks in the grass In the yard all grow up Cause the truth about it is It all goes by real quick You can't buy happiness But you can buy dirt You can give your money to all the investors that they lose it for you or you can turn it into something that God wants to give you. That is why decide for God, what he says, so that it may be good for you on the land which God gave you. This is a 911 call. They always would say, don't panic, but be decisive. Make the decisions. Recapture what is yours. Plan your pantry. Hold your wealth and what has intrinsic value, and then turn it into dirt that you'll learn to love with. Because whether you want to or not, you're going to be married to the dirt. And in the end, that's where you will lay. No man can change the direction God wants the world to go back to. It's coming. And it's just a decision. Replay this. Listen to this broadcast several times. And act. With that, we pray for you. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Good night. Century Silver Exchange is a for-profit subsidiary of Caritas of Birmingham. It bears its own expenses and pays taxes on its income. If there is any earnings left over at year end, it may make a dividend donation to Caritas. 
to further its mission efforts. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.